When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This, this is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. We'll go ahead and get to some of the Twitter questions now before we get to our predictions when it comes to the Tennessee Titans and the Cincinnati Bengals. All right, this was a big deal. We did talk about offensive line after you went back and you watched the tape. Cordell Wilson, I've said it before. I wrote about it. You wrote about him. I think fans should go check it out. I know how fans feel about PFF grades. I know how fans feel about other grades. Cordell Wilson, 0.0 PFF rating. Can Cordell, is there is there any encouragement that you can offer for Cordell Wilson right now? I think it's a nuanced discussion for Cordell Wilson's 0.0 PFF rating. And the first part of this is how PFF grades, they do not at all take into account the difficulty of your assignment or the difficulty of the opponent. So you're facing Aaron Donald. Like, take that into account. (laughs) A 0.0 against Aaron Donald is different than a 0.0 against, I don't know, um, some dude. I don't want to trash anybody. Uh, Probably because we'll play them and the Bengals will play them and they'll blow up. I still remember before the Jags Thursday night game, I I said something like, I just don't think LaVisca Snault's a good receiver. And he had his career day. And you know what he's done since? Nothing. But (laughs) the Bengals game, he was blowing up and I was getting dunked on. And I was just like, look, I still don't think he's good. (laughs) But I am getting slacked for this. So I try not to say that too often anymore. Because uh, I think it just karma comes to bite you, even if they're not really that good of a player. Um, but just, you know, 0.0 against Aaron Donald, you'll do that to somebody. What is a 0.0 anyway? Why is there a cap on how bad somebody can play? I, this is the 0 to 100 thing that doesn't make that much sense to me. Nobody ever hits 100. But players hit 0. 0 should be like if I was out there. And it did not, Volson did not look like it was me out there. You know, like... Well, I'd probably be leaving on a stretcher by the third play, but uh, he didn't look like me. He looked like, you know, he looked like a, an NFL player. I don't think like 0.0, man. I'm, I'm thinking back to like some Billy Price and Michael Jordan games, and I don't think they got zeros. Or maybe they did, and I just don't remember it. It wasn't good. I think that's the other part of this is PFF ratings can, you know, they vary. But usually you don't go see a 0.0 and then somebody else is like, well, actually, I thought he was one of the best offensive linemen in the game. It's like, well, you could vary on how bad you think it was, which I think I do. Uh, But I don't think that I I don't think you could call this performance good. Uh, So there's a little bit of nuance with both of that. Now, I think to get even more minute on this. I think he needs to do a better job of holding up when he has the help coming because there were multiple plays he lost too quick for Ted Karras to help him. And yes, it's still a very difficult assignment to take on Aaron Donald like that. But when you have help coming and you only need to last one and a half seconds, I don't think that's a hard 
well, I shouldn't say that. Um, take that back. I don't think that's an impossible ask. And maybe you don't do well, but I don't think it should be seven pressure type situation, two quarterback hits. I charged both sacks mostly to him. Um, one was a failed stunt pickup, but I think it was more on him than it was Karras because Karras found out about the stunt by a hand to his throat because <laughs> Wilson didn't pass his guy very well uh, and didn't communicate it too well either. So that performance, I think, is still worth being concerned over. I think when you think about the optimistic side of everything is, one, he looked solid, not perfect, but solid against the other Rams players including some difficult jobs and he played pretty well against Jeffrey Simmons in Tennessee last year. So if he has the bounce back game, is it going to be against a guy he played pretty well against last year? Maybe. So that could, it's just too early for me to get too down on Volson. I do think we are at the point where we can be concerned that he's not taking a leap forward, but I also don't think we're at the point where we need to be concerned that he's regressing backward. Yeah, I, I agree. We'll we'll see what it looks like as as they keep going on th- throughout the season. It's only three games in right now, and I like I said before the season started, and I wanted him to be the breakout player. Unfortunately, it isn't trending that way. It kind of feels like we're going backwards, and you want to hit on this pick. So to be determined, we'll see what it looks like. We're not giving up on Cordell Wilson just yet. We get to our next question over there in the Twitter world. How would you? This is another hot topic when it comes to the safety position because we're getting excited about Dax Hill, but then there's the and but. A lot of people are saying, what does Nick Scott look like out there? And I feel like you're in Nick Scott's corner a little bit. Can you explain? A little bit. A little bit. I I think on Twitter, it ends up looking a little bit more like I'm in his corner than I actually am. I think he's a fine. I I think he's fine. Like that's where I am. Is like, I, I think he's fine. I think people rag on him. And they get so excited about young guys that they just think like, it can't be worse. It certainly could. It certainly could be worse than what Nick Scott's doing for you. Um, So I I think he can be out of control sometimes. I think he's still working on communication with the secondary. I think he's still working on being able to play what they need him to. He's the only guy in the secondary that wasn't in the system last year, uh, other than when DJ Turner comes in. But I'm thinking full-time starters for the most part here, Cheeto and Cam Taylor Britt and Mike Hilton and Dax Hill was in this system last year. So he still knows all the checks, everything. I think all of the secondary has had issues with alignment, assignment and communication. Um, I think people really got on Scott about that one deep ball where he was the nearest defender. Yes. And I charge at least probably, I I think I charged 50% in my mind of that play to Scott. But you have to also remember, if you if you saw the full uh, all twenty two of that play, the wide angle, Dax Scott's the single high safety. Dax Scott, Dax Hill is the single high safety, and he gets moved by Stafford's upfield shoulder and eyes to his to his right, Stafford's left, and then Stafford comes back and throws the deep ball over Nick Scott. Scott's supposed to have help there. He is supposed to have help from Dax Hill on that play, and he didn't because Hill got moved by a good quarterback, but he got moved, and he wasn't in a position to recover and make the play. So I charged half of that in my mind to Dax Hill as well. I I think that he's had some plays that aren't ideal, like that one. That's still not an ideal play. He still got beat over the top, even if he was expecting help, and he'd be able to make a play on that still. Uh, but I don't think it's been nearly as bad as like, I, I just feel like some fans just aren't 
they just want him to fail. There's a few players that I think some fans, and it's kind of the same fans for the most part, they want them to fail. Miles Murphy, Nick Scott. And then I end up kind of being <laughs> their biggest supporter because I'm like, we should not be rooting for anybody, any of these people to fail. And uh, yeah. I I do end up liking the guys that become kind of the uh, – I feel like fans sometimes get into a mode of anything that's bad is because of these players I don't like. And it's like, yeah. well, your favorite players also like – we're not doing the right thing sometimes. And like they were getting beat sometimes and it's not just those guys. Those guys actually at times are playing well. There were a few good reps from Nick Scott this past week. He also had a few bad reps. Yeah. I think, I think it's been up and down. I think it's been up and down, but overall I think he's fine as a starter, which is what I pegged him as coming in. I think it was a cheap signing for a reason, but I think he's a starting level player. Um, I don't think he's been the worst player on the Bengals or anything like that. I think he's I think he's been fine. And when Jordan Battle came in for him, I thought I thought Scott was better. And it was it was few reps. It was not very many reps for Battle and he's a rookie, but I think I liked what Scott bring more than Battle did in those few reps. And I think people have to remember that. Uh, we've talked about it when it comes to secondary and some of these rookies. Lou doesn't want to put him out there if he doesn't have to. And and I'm fine yeah. with, with them rotating Jordan Battle out there. But just because they got Jordan Battle in the draft, they got him pretty early, doesn't mean that he's going to be better than Nick Scott automatically his rookie year. So I think we need right. to have patience with that. And Especially and- especially if he's, you know, like early on, like where we are right now. I, I would not expect Jordan Battle to come in and play better than Nick Scott. Same way I don't expect Dax Hill to come on to the scene and play better than Jesse Bates. Yeah. just And it's actually – Nick Scott's in the Jesse Bates role. I think some people get that confused. Um, he's playing more – People do get that confused. Yeah, he's not doing the Von Bell stuff. And actually nobody's really doing the Von Bell stuff. Uh, Dax Hill's kind of doing his own thing. And then they're letting Nick Scott play a lot of single high and be the deep guy over the top and play that Jesse Bates role a little bit, which he is, he's not Jesse Bates. He isn't. I was one of Jesse Bates' biggest supporters though. And I think Jesse Bates is an all pro level talent. I don't know if everybody thought that towards the end of his tenure here, they certainly did that one year. Uh, and he's kind of shown he, he is super talented in Atlanta. So I've, I've enjoyed watching him. I haven't watched the all 22 or anything, but I've enjoyed watching him once in a while when the Falcons come on TV. Yeah, 100%. And good for Jesse Bates. Uh, and he's he's getting plenty of turnovers with Atlanta. What are our last and final Twitter question before we get to predictions? Would a change at tight end help the running back? And I want to start with this. Irv Smith, at the moment, is unfortunately dealing with an injury. It's hamstring. And I don't see him playing on Sunday. He did not practice again this week. He didn't practice last week. That was a topic of conversation before he before regular season even began with Herb Smith. Can he stay healthy? And unfortunately, he isn't healthy right now. We talked about Drew Sample. You get Tanner Hudson out there. I think a lot of fans were big Tanner Hudson people. They wanted him to be on the 53 to begin with. Mm-hmm. What do you think of the tight end group right now? And are you optimistic that it can be better than when it is when Herb Smith is out there? Oh. It's early. It's early. You know, I think that a change of tight end would help the running game, though. If that is the specific question, Drew Sample will help this running game more than anybody else. Um, and I think some people are thinking like, no, if you spread them out and then they got to cover these four wide receivers, basically, was it? it's like, yeah, but then you only have the five offensive linemen to block for you. And if they go six in the box, good luck. Some people consider that a light box, but if you're spread out, that's a heavy box. 
if, if it's six offensive linemen, if it's five offensive linemen in the tight end and you get a six man front, then now we're looking at, you know, that considered a light box. I think it's tough to find run plays that are five man run plays. That has been a struggle in every spread air raid offense since the beginning of time. And that's why you get some funky stuff in the college level. That's who's usually dealing with these five man surface run plays is the college level. Um, I think Rich Rodriguez back when he was with Michigan and some of the, usually you can get a quarterback run game going too. And that usually helps a five man surface because you have the quarterback account for somebody. And now you've got good numbers and get a hat on a hat. Uh, it's hard to get a hat on a hat when you're, when you're five offensive linemen, even if it's against five man front, like a four D line, one linebacker, three D line, two linebacker front. It's, it's just tough. You want to have that tight end just for the extra man in this run game. Um, and the, every other tight end outside of Drew is a guy that I wouldn't consider a consistent blocker at the first level, which what I mean by that is I don't, you could ask them to take on defensive ends and get to the linebacker and things like that, but I wouldn't, I don't think they'll do it consistently. And Hayden Hurst actually developed into being solid at that. I didn't think he was going to be able to do it. So maybe one of these guys is able to develop into it. But right now, Drew Sample is the only guy I trust to, we're going to run duo and you have to single block the end here so that we can get two doubles on the interior. Drew's the only guy that I would go, okay, yeah, he'll be fine. <laughs> uh, the other guys, I'm going, Oh, okay. Can you die slow? Can you die slow on this run play so you don't blow it up? Can you just stay in front of that guy and not get blown into the backfield? Which they've done. They, I think Irv has done an okay job at that. What if we not great, said- but net positive is Drew Sample. The best you're hoping for with the other guys right now in my mind is net neutral, and it's probably going to be net negative. So if you just want to help the run game and you want to protect Joe Burrow that way, put Drew Sample on the field more. Their defenses are already so scared of these three wide receivers that they're going to be giving you light boxes, two high safeties the entire game anyway. Getting more receivers on the field is getting redundant for the Bengals. Where Look, they're doing everything they can to stop deep balls and play too high, so we don't really need more receiving threats uh, to force them to try to even play more prevent. What if we would have said Drew Sample, Jonah Williams, Joe Mixon, they are going to be positives. Think good things are going to happen if we have patience. Back in July, back in June, back all offseason when everybody was being really critical of all the position groups when it comes to Joe Mixon, Jonah Williams, and even re-signing Drew Sample, and they've been okay. They've been okay for the Cincinnati Bengals. So um, it's kind of wild how all of that works out. And I hope Jonah Williams, Joe Mixon, and Drew Sample continue to be good for this offense. Let's go ahead and give a really quick prediction. We've already previewed the game, but tell me what's going to happen. I think Bengals win. I think the Bengals win. I think the Titans offensive line is the culprit for why. And I don't think the Bengals offense is going to look perfect, but what they did last year was basically throw jump balls to T Higgins. And now you got Jamar Chase too. I think the offense will be good enough. And I don't think this Titans team is going to be able to, keep up and i don't mean that in a boat race sense because my final prediction score is 21 17 okay i'm going really quick and i do i think t higgins is back in the groove of things he's going to catch the ball they're going to go to t it is t and the titans there's something about him playing in tennessee uh, obviously familiar close to home and i think jamar chase finally gets in the end zone but i am going a very similar score to you i i, I didn't i almost didn't even want to get above 20 but i'm going to go 21 with this offense, and I think um, it's still going to be 16, 21-16 for the, for the Titans. It's going to be a close game. They're going to play them pretty tight, 